this is idea that that you are the influencer. No, not really. The topic is the influencer. Like when you become the influencer, that's reality television. And you you, you have to understand how you're adding value in it. And the way you add value is by what you talk about. Hello and welcome back to Attention Seekers, the podcast from Performance Marketing World where we get to know who's seeking attention in the industry and how they're doing it. Now before we start, we have to quickly tell you about something big, something you should be going to and something that should already be in your calendar. Yes, Lucy, on the 1st and 2nd of March, we're going to see one of the biggest gatherings of marketing minds, influencers and insight professionals. It's going to be amazing and I can't wait. I can't wait either, Robin. Unlocked is a brand new event designed for brands, agencies and anyone in MarTech to truly unlock the power of marketing. So what you're saying is, it's like a concoction of all the skills and strategies needed to be the superhero of the marketing world. Exactly that. And don't you know, you can come for free if you work for a brand. Just visit www.performancemarketingunlocked.com or follow the link in this episode's bio. I'm Lucy Shelley, Multimedia Editor at PMW and your host for Attention Seekers. I have a brilliant guest with me today. I am joined by influencer, entrepreneur, author and digital marketing social media expert, Cynthia Johnson. She is a co-founder and CEO of the branding agency Bell and Ivy, author of Platform, The Art and Science of Personal Branding, board member, speaker and influencer with over 1.4 million Twitter followers, making herself the ultimate attention seeker. Well, hi, Cynthia. Thanks for being our first attention seeker of 2023. Thank you. And you're my first podcast of my... 36th birthday so congratulations <laughs> <laughs> at least that's something you, you 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 know the name of the podcast but do you consider yourself an attention seeker sure I mean I think the reasons that I've, st- I've been an attention seeker change and evolve over the years so I think the older I get the more I, I become a, a a little bit of an introvert, but that doesn't necessarily mean I don't want my work to be seen or, or heard or you mm-hmm. know I'm a marketer by trade so that's sort of in my nature to figure out how to get attention on things I guess it's it's attention seeking yeah yeah of course I mean and your your resume is just packed I mean you really couldn't have tried to do more really but you're an influencer and an entrepreneur with so many different strings to your bow especially nowadays would you say that being an influencer and an entrepreneur are essentially the same thing like how different are they yeah so I think that it's a different kind of influence right um because being being an influencer is to be able to to sway or shift the opinion or even you know influence someone's buying or purchasing so as an entrepreneur you have to be an influencer of sorts like you you don't have a choice otherwise you don't really have a business you, you know that's just the part of it's the nature of the job you you have to convince your employees your your customers, your investors, your advisors, the media, you have to inv- you're constantly, you're constantly mm-hmm. trying to influence the opinion of other people for the benefit of your, your company. So yeah, I think they're the same. Well, let's get to know this week's attention seeker a little bit better. So Cynthia, tell us what has been getting your attention recently? I would say that for me, 
I feel like as a attention seeking and following marketing trends and things like that, what's really getting my attention is the re- there's this recession, this like overarching recession that, that's happening. I really like the brands that don't lean into that um, and just spend more and talk more so about what happened. Like, yes, there's recessions happen, but in our in our lifestyles change and our buying habits change. Mm-hmm. But who wants to think about the recession itself? Like, I'd much rather think about ways to save money or, mm-hmm. you know, getting a hybrid car or, you know, like, the, yeah, to me, yeah. like, that's such a better way of positioning. Like, I don't like to wake up every day thinking about the negative. And Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so so I really like to look out for those brands that are, are really meeting you where you're at, but not necessarily like falling into the dread. It's avoiding the the sad advertising we call it. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, but everything we see, it's all media that we're consuming, and I mean, there's a lot of awful things going on. But if that's all we're seeing, it's not going to make for a very happy life, is it? So mm-hmm. yeah, I completely agree. It's the positives, you know. Let's money saving. That that's the kind of Brands that do that, if they're creating a happy response in their consumers, they're going to prefer them overall, I think. Yeah. Give me what I need when I need it. Tell me why I need it, why I need it. Maybe I need to spend less because of the recession. I have less monthly money and things that cost more. So so thinking about, all right, that's where that person's at. We don't need to remind them because they're, yeah, because the potential for things like that to get worse is so high and mm-hmm. Um, I'll just I just turn those I just turn those things off. I don't even listen. And then yeah, there's no. brands that are totally out of touch, or they're like not even really understanding what's going on. Yeah, um, exactly. I feel like they do have to address. Yeah, in a perfect example of this is the, those Taco Bell commercials they did back in the day, where they created the fourth meal because mm-hmm. they were so hyper aware that people were going out at night and then and then eating the their food on the way home. Like, they're not explicitly saying why they're doing it. We all know why they're doing it, yeah. you know, but but they're acknowledging that it happens and mm-hmm. giving consumers a little bit of a reminder that they can do that. And I thought that was really smart. Let's find out how much of an attention seeker you are. Can you, can you tell me a time when you have done something completely ridiculous, ludicrous for attention? Uh, sure. I've done quite a few things for it. For it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I once... When they announced the new pope, I tried to steal the, the his name on Twitter. Um, I mean, like I've done wild things like that. So I like um, I That's once, good though, isn't it? You, should, you can buy those things, and then sell them on. You know, make a profit on the pope. <laughs> but actually, I don't even want to sell it to the pope. Although, because I feel like that might have been bad attention. I would have gifted it to yeah. him, though. Yep, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> got just as much of what I needed. But it turns out the Pope is like more of like a Pope name. Um, it's not his actual name. So fun mm-hmm, fact okay. for, for future hackers there. Um, <laughs> I am sure, you know, I've done so many things. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I was competing for my name on like Google, Google search results, which is a very, very common name. Cynthia Johnson. There's... Mm-hmm. Perhaps billions of us, I don't know. Um, so I just, I ended up, I fought, what I would do is I would follow all of the Cynthia Johnsons um, that I could find. And then I uh, created a Twitter list called Cynthia Johnson so that I became like the most important Cynthia Johnson sort oh of ho- housing all of the other <laughs> Cynthia Johnsons online. And it actually worked. So, um, it, you know, I was just ca- captured the search results for my name in that way because. Uh, I found out too that that 
you know, Twitter and Google work closely together. That's why tweets show up in search results and things like that. So um, having all of these Cynthia Johnson's linked back to me made me, yeah, that was one way I did it. Um, You're like, the mother of all the Cynthia Johnsons. Yeah, I was like, so if I, I'll become like the Cynthia Johnson digital like hostel and I'll just pile <laughs> All these other unknowing Cynthia Johnson, one by one, yeah, one by one. <laughs> and then who doesn't want to join a group which is like all these people that have your name? So it, you know, it worked out. So there's there's a senator Cynthia Johnson in uh, in the U.S. and mm-hmm. and the Cynthia Johnson came out uh, on a TikTok or something okay. negative about Trump doing um, the elections, oh, and see. I got so much hate mail. Now this. This woman and I, we look nothing alike. When I say nothing alike, I mean nothing alike. And people paid so little attention that I was even invited to be interviewed on NBC as this Cynthia Johnson. Um, And, of course, said sure. Um, But luckily, when they they asked for additional information, they connected the dots. But I absolutely would have taken that interview if that's attention-seeking or not. I don't know. Would you, have answered the, would you have revealed your true identity when you got there? Oh, yeah. Well, when they asked for, like, bio stuff, I sent it over because the point was never to, um, you know, trick them into thinking. But they didn't. Yeah. But, I, I, it, but at the same time, you know, it's, I think, maybe a little bit important to do your due diligence and, like, mm, make sure that yeah, you're that's... inviting the right person. <laughs> to your show like it's not my job to tell you like if you're going to give me the platform I'm going to take it Mm. I mean you're an expert in personal branding and Mm -hmm. so I guess you've leveraged this to you to to your own benefit (laughs) but I was that a concern for you as well you see all these other Cynthia Johnsons you're like oh no I I need to I need to sort that out I need to become the mother of them all No, I, I don't think of it that way at all, because the way that, that uh, digital works is the person who curates the conversation ends up becoming the center of influence. So that's why you see a lot of people who sort of take over topics online. Um, so, for instance, if, if you want to have the, the best podcast, the best thing that you can do is start and own a community of podcasters, because... Mm-hmm you essentially become the center of influence for influence for podcasting because you're the one that's providing a safe a space for podcasters to communicate same thinking with my name right and and the difference between in in person versus digitally is in digital there's a footprint the digital world knows who started that community and you get all of the direct benefit from it <laughs> And moving on to the next section of our podcast, which is all about ratings. It's what you think is overrated and underrated in the industry at the moment. So what would you say is overrated in our industry? I would say that excessive uh, content output is overrated. I think one piece of really good content can do wonders. I think strategy and understanding technical platforms is way more important. Um, We've seen terrible content get a lot of views all the time. And so that content is king idea Mm -hmm. for me. It's true, but if you don't if you don't have a kingdom, <laughs> it doesn't really <laughs> you know this is it's a pretty cheap king. And so I think you know just really, um, yeah, for me, I think people get distracted sometimes by putting out so much content without really understanding 
how to drive it forward or drive it in drive eyeballs to it and mm-hmm. um and yeah it can be distracting and do you think that um also comes through a lot of like testing approach as well like you know people aren't sure that if they are creating the right content they might be keen to keep producing content until they hit the right thing but do you think it's more a patient slowing down, analyzing, doing it pro- properly rather than kind of like an over-testing? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I think that digital marketing should, should be really thought of more so, to your point, in the beginning is guerrilla marketing, right? Like mm-hmm. you, how do you, you ha- it's so expensive this now and there's so much noise. It's like, how do you, who are you trying to get to? How do you get to them the fastest? What do they want to see? Figure that out. Don't just assume you, you you really won't know what people want until they see it and they tell you that it's good or bad. So to mm-hmm. just keep putting out content without a response is like crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get a response, you're like, okay, it works. So that people like this. Um, let's lean into it. That then it's it definitely makes sense. But yeah, testing things and using the social social media platforms and digital marketing tools to your advantage, not the way they want you to use them. These tools are built for things at scale. If you're starting something, you, you they can be used to create an audience, but it's not necessarily going to be the way that everyone says it's the right way. Like they are not governing bodies. They're communication devices. So if you need to follow people, if you need to hack something or do whatever, just do it, you know, otherwise you're going to waste time. So what would you then say is underrated in the industry? What do you think needs more attention than it currently gets? Mm, good question. I would probably say that the that the most underrated tools would be really anything community related. And I think, and I also think voice, I think voice space is really, really underrated, both in content on websites. So SEO content, because we're all it's it's will shift, it will shift, right? We, we talk to our devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think that the like having the chats with audio only is extremely un- underrated. Mm-hmm. I think that we saw th- at the height of the pandemic where, you know, Clubhouse was going off and things. I don't think that'll end in mm-hmm. at all in any way, shape or form. I think it's shifting because we've shifted, but, um, and, and then the, and of course just community development, right? Like being topic focused and then building communities around those topics is what will create the most influence. Not this is idea that, that, you are the influencer. No, not really. The topic is the influencer. Like when you become the influencer, that's reality television. And you you have to understand how you're adding value in it. And the way you add value is by what you talk about. And just because you're the center of influence, just because you're the host or the, the community leader, it doesn't necessarily make you as the individual important because technically you could be replaced, right? And yeah, I think that being more topic driven, community driven, and and actually speech driven are are the three things that are really underrated right now. I think I think that's quite a like a humble thing for you to say actually, because as when like you said, you are influencing on social media. It is all about it's not all about, but it's about your personality as well and how you can convey the content in that way so there must be a part of it which is still um you know, you've got to give credit to yourself in, in some ways I guess but if I if I stop talking about marketing if I stop talking about social media if I stop talking about these things and I just started to start talking about pottery 
mm-hmm. most people would stop following me because they don't want to hear about pottery from me. They're not interested in pottery. They're interested in marketing and they're interested in my take on marketing. They're not mm-hmm. interested in me, my lifestyle and my pottery habits. And, you know, if it's a in addition to here's all this information about digital, because once you become influential about a topic or you become successful in different ways that people find impressive, they're less um you know, they sometimes become less interested in what you're doing, but how you're doing it, because how you show up in the world has helped you achieve all of these things. They're still looking for a certain thing, though. That's, you know, that's why they followed you. I think that even with celebrities, we've seen this where um, they take a really big shift in their public image and we don't ever hear from them again. And it they either have to rebuild or, or they sort of they sort of go away from the reality TV stars. And and even if you look at like Donald Trump running for president, who's never been in politics before he, Mm. but he, he didn't say I'm a politician. He said, I'm an entrepreneur who Mm. understands that this is, you know, he, you still kind of leverage that thing that made you important in the first place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Him alone isn't important. And I think that that's why we, we forget. And it's, it's also very healthy to realize why, people follow you because it's just, it's not, it's not forever. It's not consistent and you'll see it. Most people don't want it to be like, after a while you're kind of like, <laughs> I'm tired. That is what I've, lot, <laughs> I've spoken to a lot of people um, that do what you do. And a lot of them say like, it's great for a while, but you know, it's exhausting. It is 24 7 but i mean what a what a what a great career nonetheless thank you so let's let's talk about more about your uh your career then about can you tell me about like a most exciting project that you you've worked on and how you got other people's attention yeah i was actually really excited so i work very closely as a I took a, a title, so I work at Bell and Ivy, but I spend part of my time at a telehealth company that treats eating disorders remotely. So the thing about treating treating eating disorders is that access to care is very limited and diagnosis is really low, mm. especially for people who don't look like they would have one. So think about anyone who's not like a white female, have they have a hard time getting diagnosed basically. We threw in that space, there's a lot of talk about the media causing problems, right? Media causes body image issues and these things. Yeah. And so what we said was, well, let's throw this virtual conference. And if media is the problem, let's bring media to the table. And so what we did is we brought in all the top leaders in eating disorder treatment. But then we also brought in editors, publications, writers, had a policy at Pinterest, at Amazon, at Facebook. We brought in these policymakers for these large social media brands, plus writers from, it was Vogue and Fast Company, people who write about their mental health. And we had these very interesting discussions around sort of shifting the narrative. And I thought that was really cool because this cross-sector collaboration Mm. was really unique. And everyone said, how did you get these people here? You know, I mean, TikTok influencers, we had a whole bunch of people. And the truth is that it was the easiest thing I've ever done. I'm not kidding <laughs> you because people were like, this is so weird. I want in. Like, of course I want to show for this conversation because I care mm. about this. And nobody asked me to speak about these things. 
but I care about them. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting because we were and just to give you an idea, this the company at this time was about nine months old when we threw this conference. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're well known anyway. But yeah, that cross sector collaboration really grabbed every attention. And I just thought, okay, people similar to, you know, the way people are taking multiple jobs, the way the people are are um, you know, working from home and they have more time, they're interested in leaning into the things they care about. And how the work they do can have an impact in a new space. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty. Yeah, wow. we didn't even have to pay anybody really. So they just so, they a, just wanted to be there. It's walking park basically. <laughs> but normally it's not like that. Let me tell you, throwing events is crazy. Everyone wants it's expensive in this, but no, not in this case. They, you know, we got as far as um, he couldn't make it, but Brian Cuban was even, you know, talking with us about wow. about going because he ta- he had talked about his eating disorder back in the day. Yeah. It was. It was shockingly people were just shockingly excited to be a Mm -hmm. part of it and i think cross sector collaborations will also be a a big thing to lean into this year Mm. it's an exciting place to be i mean would you would you say that was probably one of the highlights of your career so far yeah it's one of them you know i just think that i'm highly novelty seeking human being and so um for me i have had so many moments like that because I'm always seeking that thing that doesn't make sense and then like love like uh, so for instance to give you an idea I gave up New Year's resolutions this was was a while ago Um, Mm -hmm. and instead I I do New Year bucket lists and I I, I, yeah it's pretty fun so like I pick one thing that's like big and public and bold and kind of like weird and then something that's really slow and probably boring uh, last year, the, it was to be on a game show, and then the second slow one was to build a tiny boat inside of a bottle. Oh wow! And, yeah, so I was on a game show by February. Figured it out. I was scrambling to create that tiny bottle, like at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Does that always happen? Then do you find you do the big bold one first, and then end up coming in yeah. with the slow one later? Yeah. So I mean, this year I've decided for the slow one to add like a little bit more to it so that I, I, I feel like I am, I'm going to knit a sweater that I then wear out. So I have to also wear it out. So I won't wait till the last minute. And then, uh, the big one is to break a Guinness world book record. So. Ooh, wow. Do you have any idea what, what you're going to do? No. So this month is I'm figuring out what that is, like, what is the record that I want to build um, I, wow. Do you think um, do you think you'll do it within like digital marketing or like something like that, something that you're you built your career on? Or do you think you're going to do something completely rogue? Yeah, well, uh, I think that I'll probably do something rogue, but use the tools and digital marketing marketing to make it happen. It really de- it depends on like the categories. And you also have to get someone out to like monitor and watch. Part of me, I attention seeking side is like, what if I attempted a digital marketing one and I failed. I mean, how embarrassing would that be? <laughs> like, you know, smashing eggs on my face in a minute or something feels yeah. like less like uh, if, if, if you fail, it's like, <laughs> oh well, I didn't I didn't build my career on it, so it's okay. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> it. I know, I know, maybe that's that's just the um yeah, that's just the insecure side of me too call here. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair enough. Save your losses. <laughs> We have almost come to the end of this episode. 
But before we finish, it's the Resell Me a Pen Challenge, which is all about getting my attention. And the item that we have chosen for you today, and you will have 60 seconds to resell it and remarket it to today's world. And the item for you is a fax machine. Mm, okay. Yeah. And whenever you are ready, resell me a fax machine. Okay. You know, we've we have had such an incredible shortage of 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 chips, microchips. I think it's a shortage of cobalt, really. But what we're seeing is the need for what I'm calling reverse technology, um, and and we're talking, you know, paper documents. What if the internet went down? That kind of thing. You know, we don't like to sell fear here at this company, but I will tell you that. Um, it happens. We saw it happen, right? Things can shut down and you want to make sure that you have access to your most important documents, your healthcare documents. You know, a lot of healthcare providers are still operating on fax machines. Um, so if you had those documents and you had a fax machine, if something were to happen healthcare related, it would be, you know, a much faster or, or at least security. It doesn't take up much space. It's the size of a paper. You stick it in. You could even house your healthcare documents and other important documents inside of the fax machine. So that way, if someone needed to send them to you quickly, they hit, you know, one button, it goes straight, straight to your doctor's office, straight to your insurance companies. Again, they're still using it. Um, and that's I would time. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what? Um, that was actually pretty good. Did you have that prepared? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I just had an issue where... <laughs> This insurance company only would only accept a fax. And I was like, I don't know. I have to like go find a fax machine. Oh my gosh. That well, was perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I was like reverse technology. It's happening in front of us. Yeah. It's happening right now. Oh, that's a good one. And you brought up security as well. Cause that's an interesting one, isn't it? You know, the, the what is safer mm -hmm. nowadays, tech or no tech. It, it's hard mm -hmm. to tell. <laughs> well, since it's your birthday, but since that was an excellent effort, you have you have indeed resold me the fax machine. I will be thanks. Oh, I'll take I'll take a hundred units. <laughs> Perfect. Got a great deal for you. I can Cheers. find them. Nice. Thank you. Well, <laughs> Cynthia, thank you so much for being the first guest of twenty twenty three on Attention Seekers. I hope we have satisfied your attention seeking desires. Oh yes, thank you so much. Um, uh, this is really fun. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me on on my birthday. It was a nice way to start, start the new year. <laughs> no worries at all. Thank you. If you want to find out more about the news and views from the performance marketing industry, look out for our Attention Seekers News Short, where we get behind-the-scenes look at the news of the week in less than 10 minutes. And subscribe on our website, performancemarketingworld.com. Well, thank you all for listening to this week's episode and for giving us your attention. I hope you will join me next time with our next attention-seeking guest.